Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Well, the word from San Francisco General Hospital is that Paul Pelosi underwent successful surgery to repair a skull fracture and serious injuries to his right arm and hands. But they do expect a full recovery. 82-year-old Paul Pelosi, of course, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, was attacked by a man with a hammer in Pelosi's own home in San Francisco early this morning. In one hour, we will talk to Alex Stone, ABC News, for KFI, for all the latest on this uh, story. Yeah, but the guy had uh, a history online of writing all kinds of crazy stuff. It's the same story. He's a time. wacky nudist activist. Yeah, uh, right. He's, he's, he's who, part of a nudist group. Who believes in various other conspiracy theories. He lived with other QAnon, nudists. and it's a really strange mix. Yeah. Uh, Let's see what happened with the L.A. City Council today. They finished up uh, a week of, uh, well, in-person meetings. Yeah, what did they accomplish? They went back to uh, sitting together inside the council chambers. How are things different today? Uh, Let's bring in Blake Trolley, KFI News, to see what we can find out as to how this went. Blake, what's going on? Yeah, John, well, to to answer your question, protesters were back today, so that was similar to days we've seen prior, but today they were hit with a stop sign at the front door. Police told them that the chamber was at capacity, so they just stood outside chanting. Let us in. And that went, yeah, they're saying let us in, and that went on for a little while. In fact, uh, LAPD officers with riot gear did at one point approach the front door. Uh, it, you know, it didn't get too intense, but uh, they definitely let their presence be known. You, you know, next um, time you to have a- to cover one of these meetings, a- uh, ask about uh, half a dozen of them what they do for a living. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to get to that and next. I did speak to— Ask them if they I get paid a- by the uh, People's City Council, which is an activist group. <laughs> I did speak to a couple of them. Uh, Here is the first one. And again, all of them telling me the same story, that when they went to the door, they were told that there was a capacity issue, and that's why they weren't allowed inside. We're not being allowed in. They're claiming that, uh, you know, the the house is full, but apparently, you know, the media is saying, no, it's not full. I mean, there are people inside. 
So there's obviously, you know, they're completely denying the people the right to go in. I mean, this is this is supposed to be a public meeting, and this is the council is supposed to be holding it, and this is what people. But they're just afraid. They just don't want people to go in. Why? Why do you think they're afraid? Because they they know that what people are demanding, people are on the side of the truth, and they people just don't want business to continue as usual because, like you know, we see the kind of corruption that is being uh, that's going on. I, okay, so uh, I understand you're saying they are not allowing you in. What, I mean, how does that feel to you as somebody who's trying to get your message across? Well, that is completely, that flies in the face of any notion of democracy, that flies in the face of any notion of uh, civic participation. So, you know, and that's that's basically what it really comes down to. So they're, they're just trying to keep people outside. and But it's business as usual because they always want to silence people's voices. So I, I talked to a couple more, and, and, and very similarly, they said that, uh, you know, they felt like they were being silent. So I headed up just to, you know, take a check of capacity, since that's what they were being told, is that, you know, they're not allowed in because essentially they've got a full house. Um, the benches inside the chamber were pretty full. There were a lot of union guys with LADWP. One of the uh, agenda items today was a renewal, a big employment contract renewal. So the benches were filled up, you know, with LADWP workers. Um, that said, there has been some back and forth on if there were enough LADW people and other people to really reach the capacity. The sign outside the chamber says uh, the capacity is 234 people. Uh, people have estimated there were no more than 150 people in the chamber at certain times in the meeting. Uh, but of course, this is where the pandemic comes in. A spokesperson for Council President Paul Kerkorian says when the ca when the chamber was reopened in April, capacity was reduced to around 100 people. Uh, now, one thing people have pointed out is that there was no mention of the new capacity in a news release well, uh, <laughs> announcing the chamber's opening yeah. in April. I looked through the news release myself. It, it made no mention. Yeah, they're, well, they're just making stuff up. Uh, they had a, a cover story today because the DWP guys showed up and they, they just said, oh, looking around, looks like well, we're all full today. <laughs> Sorry, see ya. Yeah, how does it work? Is it first come, first serve to get the seats, or how does that work? Well, it, it, that it, it actually is in a way because somebody said, well, what about when people spilled out of here? Why wouldn't you let them in after? And they said, well, once we reach capacity, there's no, you know, it's not oh. a revolving door at that point. Oh, you can't can refill it. Besides, everybody got the message. They've been yelling the same thing for two weeks. They want Sunil uh, and DeLeon to resign. And those guys said no. So message received and rejected. Yeah, what can the council yeah, do about I, that? It's up to they can't remove them, so yeah, they have to go and talk to DeLeon and Cedillo and I protest mean, outside their homes or their offices or their whatever. Why don't they send the money that they're getting for these protests and use it to uh, pay for a recall? What, well, and you know, Good of course, idea. you know, the recall effort is underway now with Kevin DeLeon. I do want to point out a couple things, though, that, that are of note here, and, and that is that, yeah, we, we're probably going to be seeing this type of rhetoric towards protesters going forward. On Wednesday, protesters were asked to leave the chamber. They were given a dispersal order, and they did. They ended up leaving peacefully. But when the meeting you know, came back, uh, City Council President Paul Krikorian really made it clear that at this point in time, he's not going to be letting protesters get in the way of these meetings. So I do think going forward, we're going to be seeing a lot a lot more of this and maybe yeah. just more straightforward yeah. than it's, today. It's going to be a hit capacity earlier and earlier. Well, they have to get exhausted at some point, these protesters. I don't know whether or not you think it's the same number of people not, still showing up. Not if you're paid. Uh, that's. Well, it, it does seem like, so there was kind of a, a big influx of people when this first happened, and you've seen that group kind of get narrowed down and get narrowed down, but there are these, I would call them core protesters, uh, because you see a lot of the same faces as you cover more of these meetings, yeah. and they seem very dedicated to uh, showing right. up. And, 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 and they're protesting all kinds of things. 
They're not. They're not just protesting uh, De Leon and Cedilla. They've been protesting other things. The, the city hall's notorious. Uh, Daniel Gus has talked about this for having the same crowd of disruptors show up for years and years and years. And you have to cover as many meetings as Gus has to realize it's like you know I've talked to these people 117 times already. It's just their hobby or what they do for a living. It doesn't represent the public. All right, Blake, thank you very much. All right, thanks, guys. All right, it's Blake Trolley, KFI News. It was there each day this week. I guess they had three of these meetings, I think. You know, all the conventions of the way everything is covered, the way – and not not Blake. Blake did a good job there. I'm talking about just the media in general and and the way politicians conduct themselves. It's all like some weird formula, some weird ritual that is not the public that's clamoring to get in the public – has little to no interest after two weeks in Cedillo and De Leon. Because most of us don't live in either one of their districts, uh, never visit their districts. Most of us uh, don't care, really. I mean, Cedillo's out in two months anyway. And so you're left with one guy who who lives in uh, uh, an area that most people don't travel to. Uh, he has little effect on the world, really, as one of 15 councilmen. And so I, exactly how are you going to gin up public revolt against what? Well, making a Louis Vuitton handbag joke. No, I think you you brought up the right point that they have to direct their efforts and their money towards that recall. Yeah, that's it. But but that's where they need to go and only but, where they need to go. Except, they want something faster is the problem. They don't want to wait a year for well, a recall. Do, you know, do they want something faster or do they just want to get paid every day? And so they got today's script. Okay, today's script is we've got. Uh, well, you need we, to do your own investigation we, into that paid thing because you don't have proof of it. You're just saying it every day. Yeah, because that's what's happening. No, I know it doesn't hum- make it so. Just because you yes, say it so doesn't make it so. Yes, it does. I know human Only nature. Only in your own little mind and world. No, no, because I know human nature. You actually think I, that's these not people enough care? Proof. Well, I don't need. You don't need proof. Of I life. Don't, so if somebody does an investigation to see that they're paid well, you, by that okay, organization, you, you, you go remember? do the investigation. No, it's not my claim. It's I'm, yours. I'm, I'm not doing an investigation. I know what I know. There it is. It's, I was waiting it's, for it's it. The, I know what I know. The People's City Council and other related groups pay protesters to show up at everything. There are very few genuine protests in public. There aren't. Because most people don't can't care that much, and they certainly aren't going to show up for two weeks over an issue that doesn't affect their lives. That's human nature. I know human nature. You know human nature. Uh, there are definitely exceptions to your ideas of human nature. Very few. And, not, and even uh, not your friend Michael Schellenberger wrote about these people. He psychoanalyzed them, but he didn't say they're paid. A lot of them are paid, though. This crowd is paid. <laughs> you just kept repeating an assertion. Just... Well, because it is because it's true. They're paid. I, I, I don't Why, want to go down Okay, this road. what do they do for a living? I, I don't want to repeat the, it's the definition of mental illness. Is what, to keep repeating what, the same what, thing. What do they do for a living? I have. No, they're probably artists. They're probably wandering around trying to figure out their lives. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying they have any great jobs anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but you have to eat because most of them are camped out outside Deleon's home. They're basically homeless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you make it sound like they're getting paid a hundred thousand dollars a year no, to do this. That, no, that can't be. No, a small a small amount to get them by. As yeah, much as I, they would make panhandling. I, I know this is hard for you to believe, but not 100% of the world is motivated by money. It's just not that it way. It does if you're out of work and you need it to eat every day. They, they don't care about that stuff. They get by. No, You've been a I, responsible adult with your family. You think about these if, things. They if don't. If you can get enough they to get by. They have a whole different mindset Just about by everything. sitting in a tent in front of DeLeon's house. That, you know, that, that, that beats begging in the street. All right. One last thing I want to read before we move on. Uh, this is really funny. 
they're mentioning what DeLeon's been doing, television and radio interviews. He wants to regain the trust. You know what a spokeshole for Sidio said? What? He's at a place of reflection. I just thought that was funny. Sidio <laughs> so right now is just at a place of reflection. Okay. There's another part of the ritual. The spokeshole saying something absurd. Do you think he's really at a place of reflection? Is there a room where you go to sit and reflect? Uh, it's like John in the shower what? stall. Reflect. <laughs> All right, as soon as we come back, you can win with uh, the keyword. And you'll find out how you enter that keyword. Uh, that's coming up in a few minutes. And then we'll talk about just the corruption at City Hall and a trial. And the reason I want to talk about this story is there's some absurdity in it. Uh, you remember the developer scandal that ensnared Jose Wiesar and Mitch Englander? Well, there's another one coming up related to that. John and Ken, KFI. AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, the real crime coming out of the L.A. City Council concerns several council people involved in actual criminal corruption. And that would be the whole thing with the developers and taking money from the developers to help them get permission to build their buildings. Mitch Englander, of course, has already gone to prison and returned to the real world. The one that's coming up is Jose Huizar. Now, his trial is not till next year. What's beginning this week coming up is a criminal trial of a, well, this is what's weird about the story. They're putting a corporation on trial. You see, there's a company owned by a Chinese developer named Wee Wang. He's the one that bribed Jose Weizar with a million and a half dollars. Yes. But he fled. He's out of the country. He's probably, whether he's in China or what country he's in. They, he's they not coming here. They, he's not going to. They're not going to. So they're, they're putting the company on trial. Sort of like when they put PG&E on trial, John, for murder. Right. So uh, great. Go ahead. Have a courtroom farce. You'll find the corporation guilty. Then what? Do you have any assets to seize? Anything you can do? I don't really understand the point of this, but nevertheless, well, they there are is putting no the, point. They end, they're they putting up... a company called Shenzhen New World One on trial. Is that based here or is that a Chinese yes. company? Uh, well, it, it's a, I think it is based here. Uh, it is owned by him, but I, I couldn't tell you where it's incorporated. I just, I just wonder what... But he does own some properties here, so maybe they could seize the properties. If, But this isn't a civil trial. This is a criminal trial, so I I don't really, uh, don't really understand. Well, maybe there's more logic to it than that. Uh, but, uh, but nobody's going to suffer. Because uh, remember, PG&E got hit with it a, says here a it's conviction a, it's a, for, for killing those people uh, in that, uh, remember that fire? Uh, paradise. It, it, not just Paradise, but the, the gas pipe explosions. And I think it was- a That was San Bruno. San Bruno, right. They, they, got, they got convicted criminally of something, but so what? What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. So, well, but because they're a utility that has to keep standing, I guess that's why. But this is a company. Shenzhen New World One is an arm of Wang's development company in China. Three bribery charges. Now, this guy also owns the Sheridan Hotel at Universal Studios. But it's mostly on this plan for a skyscraper at the LA Grand Hotel, the site he owns at West 3rd and Figueroa Streets. You know what's also interesting about this? Scheduled to testify at this trial of this corporation is the wife, mother, and brother of Jose Wizar. They're going to testify that they helped him uh, launder the money. He's a key. He got $250,000 in casino chips. Wizar cashed it out. Remember those pictures yeah. from the casino of him? And a loan of about six hundred grand, which Wizar never repaid. And, oh, I forgot about this, used to settle a sex harassment lawsuit that a staffer brought against him.
Yeah. Remember that story? Huizar was busy. He took 20 trips to Las Vegas <laughs> Yes, uh, that Wang paid for. Also to Pebble Beach. Also to a casino in Australia. He was living the high life. <laughs> this is what these guys are about. And tell me, tell me you don't have other guys in the city council saying, wow, that's pretty cool. That's a good deal. Yeah. I want that. Of course. Well, that's what Engel, uh, Englander was doing. And, uh, and there must be other guys who did it and just didn't get caught yet. I mean, you're watching Weezar take 20 trips to Las Vegas along with the casino chips and the hookers. And it says here that they would what they should uh, well what they're going to include is a million dollars in travel expenses that Wang picked up for Weezar. Now Wang didn't pay it, but because he's a high roller in Vegas, he got comped by the casinos, including luxury transit and accommodations. So the casino will pay for the politician you're bribing. Apparently so. <laughs> Can you do a favor for my friend? If you're a high roller, I think the answer is sure. Sure. Oh, it's the oh, it's an LA councilman. Oh, my, he's the fifth one we've had here this week. Sure. <laughs> oh, the guy with all the casino chips at the, uh, yeah, the right. cashing window. Yeah. So we we you want us limit. to give him hookers in a beautiful suite, and give him a limo to take well, around the city. Sure. Well, sure. We will give him an extra large one so he could fit extra hookers in there. So, oh, these people are disgusting, aren't I they? I don't know if this trial is worth much since it's a corporation on trial. He'd be convicted of three bribery charges. Okay. Um, then what? Can they seize? But that's, if it's that's owned, payment. That's not... The company's owned by a Chinese company. I don't know what the jurisdiction would be. Yeah, I don't... It's, it's, you have as good a chance as getting the guy that owns it who's now fled uh, the country. You, know you want to lay it down for the record, I suppose. They've done all this investigating, spent all this money. At least they could claim they have these convictions. And if... Uh, if Wang ever uh, re-enters the U.S., now yeah. they could nail him. All right. When we come back, we got an email from a listener, and here on the Johnny Ken Show, we want to try to save the beach. Uh, San Clemente is losing a lot of sand. It's a big issue there, even involving the railroad running through. They had to close it down because of a dramatic decline in the sand. We have a listener who wrote to us who says that this is all uh, was all preventable. And was kind of the consequence of uh, d decisions, it sounds like. We'll find out. Yeah. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, we'll get the latest at 4.05 from ABC News' Alex Stone for KFI about the attack on Paul Pelosi. The wife of Nancy Pelosi was hit with a hammer early this morning in the Pelosi home in San Francisco. He has undergone surgery for uh, on his skull as well as his arm and hands. And uh, a lot to be said about the attacker. It was one weird combination of things. A nudist with mm. right-wing conspiracy theorists' beliefs. Paul I... Pelosi's a woman now? Hmm. What happened? You called uh, Pelo uh, Paul Pelosi her, her wife. Oh, I, di I did? Mm. Uh, I just, I don't oh. know where I... Is he identifying? Paul Pelosi, her wife? Is that what I said? No, you said uh, Nancy <laughs> No. I don't know that you. Okay. No, Eric heard it. <laughs> I all right, whatever. I think everybody understands. Paul and Nancy Pelosi. Right. Okay. All right. So we'll cut uh, Alex Stone after the news at four o'clock here on KFI. Uh, so Steve Lang is coming on. He's one of our listeners. The headline is San Clemente is losing beach sand. The city is hiring a consultant to find a solution. It's even stopped the railroad from running through there. Because it's very close to the edge. Railroad damage caused by strong surf and high tides. 
They have halted commuter service along the coast in southern San Clemente until at least mid-December while they can make emergency repairs now. Yeah, John mentioned Steve Lang. He wrote to us uh, with, uh, obviously he's a resident and he can tell us a lot more about this and what he thinks is the problem. So let's get him on. Uh, let's get Steve here. How are you, Steve? Good. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, we can. So uh, according to your letter, 10 years ago there was 80 yards of beach in San Clemente and now there's nothing? Yeah, we. I live in a community called Cypress Shore, and it's right at the border of the San Diego, Orange County line, right where the old Nixon White House was. It's called Cotton's Point. It's a famous surf break. We have lower trestles, upper trestles, cottons, and it's a big surf break. And so um, our beach, we have a we have our own beach in Cypress Shore, this few hundred yards wide, and it, it used to be 80 to 100 yards wide. We had four volleyball courts. We had barbecues, picnic tables, swing sets, showers, uh, and the like, and now we have a break wall. All the sand is 100% gone. I sent you guys some pictures. Sent the photos. They're, they're yeah, ju- we can see that. They're That's dramatic. Uh, what's caused this? Is this gradual, or was there some monster storm that took out most of the sand at once? It's both. Um, the The city of San Clemente has had a sand replenishment program in the works for 25 years. Sand <laughs> comes from be- beach sand. Yeah, exactly. Beach sand comes from erosion, mainly the riverbeds. So we have uh, our riverbed feeders. The main one we have is San Juan Creek, which comes out at Doheny and in uh, San Juan Capistrano. And then we have San Mateo Creek and San Onofre Creek. And when it rains, water runs down the aquifer from all the valleys inland, and it washes out into the ocean, and then the, the waves distribute it onto the beach. And so... Our beaches in South Orange County are, I don't know, billions of years old. I don't know, but they've been here forever since I was a little kid. And uh, and so once we've developed uh, all of the communities in in all along the coast, everywhere we've we've basically eliminated natural sand replenishment. So this is not new. It's not new news. Uh, the government knows about it. Everybody should know about it. Uh, but nothing's happened uh, for a long time, and there's a lot of reasons. I don't want to throw anybody into the bus because I can't really speak to that so much. But in 2014, we had a hurricane named Marie, and it was a Category 5 hurricane, and the eye of the storm was 90 miles off of our coast. And so when Marie came with all the surfers, you know, all the magazines were talking about it for Weeks and weeks and weeks. It was the best surf, biggest surf we've had in Southern California, maybe 50 years. And uh, so, in, in the surf world, we called it going off. It was everything was really good. But but she came in, and the waves were lasted for days, and they were you know 20 foot faces plus. And and she destroyed, took so much sand off of our beaches. It was it's incredible. And so after that. Uh, each succeeding south swell that came in would uh, take more and more sand, and it's just it's disappeared dramatically, rapidly. And like you said in your uh, lead-in, the city of San Clemente's hired an uh, environmental engineering consulting firm to um, investigate why the sand has gone so fast. 
but uh, most all the surfers, all of us know that it's just been going and it doesn't come back. And so uh, we've been, plus we've been in a drought for, I think, 16 out of the last 20 years. And so there's been no natural sand replenishment. And so now we are at the focal point at Cotton's Point. So our, our, we probably got hit the worst, but all of the, the beaches south and north of us have been devastated over the last few decades, and, and there's no natural replenishment. So Is this just, something we, the city doesn't want to pay for? Well, the city, there's, they've got a, there's a federal grant and a state grant, and this is what I've been told. And the city has put their money in to pay for this. The mayor at San Clemente, uh, his name is Tim Brown, was the mayor, uh, I don't know, five, eight years ago. He was the mayor twice, actually. In 2017, he made a video in San Clemente about getting the sand replenished in 2017, which would have helped then. But now uh, there's so much sand that's gone. It's the, the sand replenishment program that's supposed to be now instituted, it's 25 years, is now supposed to be here next fall. That is like putting 40 gallons of water in your swimming pool. It's, it's nothing. And so we. Well, I, I guess that, what I'm wondering, is this just part of the natural cycle of life? Along, yes. the, along the shore, because there has been uh, a drought for, like you said, 16 out of the last 20 years. And so you're not getting all the sediment rushing off the rivers anymore. And you're getting storms that occasionally wipe out the sand. Like, is this something that there's no point to spending the money? Because you could have uh, a few bad years where nature goes the wrong way and you're, you're back to zero again. You got to spend the money all over again. No, it's. I disagree. In my opinion, is uh, that it's, we let it get so bad that it's now become devastated, and so the, the man. It's a man-made problem. Man has eliminated erosion. We've and there's concrete companies in San Juan Creek that have been taking sand out of the out of the creek for decades and decades and decades, and so uh, and then the, a lot of the riverbeds are cemented. And then all the hillside oh, development and bluffside development does not allow for natural sand replenishment. So it, it, and the only way that we can fix it or rectify it is do it ourselves. I see. Uh, yeah, I don't have an opinion on it. I was just, I'm just asking. Uh, what, 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 about, what does it do to the town? I mean, do you end up uh, getting hurt economically? Are there fewer visitors? Did the beaches attract a lot of, uh, a lot of people? Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's signs on the freeway that says Beach City's next exit. And if you get off and there's no beach, <laughs> what, 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 you know, what, what, what's happening? And uh, it's it's dramatic. There is, it's, you know, you can see from those pictures. Yeah, and the railroad that, tracks that, are so, so close to the ocean now, it's bizarre looking. Yep. And the, rail, the railroad tracks have been there forever, but there was a buffer of sand between uh, the mainland the, the on the other side of the tracks and... And the tracks themselves and, and the ocean, there was this sand buffer. What, so it, uh, it, uh, what kind of trains go down that track? Well, it's the the, the surf line, I, I think they call it. The, the, the Amtrak train trains. The, the Amtrak train. Well, and then they also run freight at night. Well, do, well then it, you need that track, right? Amtrak and the freight lines, that's uh, they have to detour that's a now. big yeah. priority here. It's a big priority, and it's uh, and so because of the loss of sand, in our neighborhood we have a landslide that's, that's devastated our our neighborhood uh, dramatically, 
And the sand acts as a natural buffer. And once the sand left, water basically roughly soaks underneath the railroad tracks. Well, I was thinking the federal the government above. would have a big interest in uh, replenishing the sand because otherwise that railroad track is going to be gone. Amen, brother. But they're not My doing anything. Exactly. Well, it, no, they are doing something. Right now, the, the Amtrak or uh, OCTA is... Um, has a plan, an emergency plan, because this landslide has not uh, stopped yet. It's still moving slightly. And the landslide in our neighborhood moved about four feet, dropped four feet. So we have a new four-foot cliff. There's two inside of our neighborhood. There's two houses that are red tagged that are sliding, and um, it's, it's just been devastating. So the railroad has a plan right now to spend $12 million, $12.1 million, wow. I believe, to to put a uh, tieback system in to to arrest this landslide, and that and 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 the 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 railroad line itself is in jeopardy of having, uh, you know, the our our neighborhood fall on top of it. So they are they are working feverishly right now to fix that, and they've stopped pedestrian uh, rail service for I think until December. I've heard, and yeah, so they, December. the train the trains haven't been running for a few weeks. I think three weeks. All right, Steve, we got to go, but uh, keep us posted. This is uh, a really serious, awful situation for this portion of San Clemente. We thank you for uh, reaching out to us. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. All right. That's Steve. He lives in San Clemente. And as you have been hearing, uh, the beach is disappearing. The sand is disappearing. It's so disastrous that, as we just said, they've had to shut down part of the rail line through the Amtrak service because there's just... The tracks almost look like they're in the ocean. They're that close to it. Uh, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. In less than 30 minutes, you'll get another keyword. That's your chance for the inflation bonus cash. You'll hear the keyword and follow the instructions carefully to have a shot at the money. After 4 o'clock, our guest will be Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, to talk about the latest in the Paul Pelosi case. He was uh, beaten with a hammer by an intruder at the Pelosi home in San Francisco. He's Whacked undergone, in the skull. Yeah, he's undergone surgery. Apparently his arm and hand, too, had some damage that they had to repair. He's expected to make a full recovery, but it's one wild story and one wild attacker's background. Alex Stone will bring us more at 4.05. Now, <clears throat> there's been talk for too many years now about raising the wages of the lower-end workers. We take you now to Denver, Colorado, where two years ago, a coffee shop by the name of Amethyst, Amethyst made the news because they were raising the barista wages to $50,000 a year annual they would make. They had six staffers. Uh, to do this, though, they had to raise the prices by 50%. A cup of black coffee to go went from three dollars and twenty-five cents to four fifty. The price of a latte rose from four fifty to six seventy-five. We're talking about them today because they're closing. <laughs> In fact, Monday will be their last day. <laughs> oh well. The official story is they're just burnt out. The owners. The official but. story is they probably were going bankrupt because they were paying their employees too much. And their business probably was going down because the coffee was too expensive. But they're not going to admit that. Socialists never admit that their ideology fails. Uh, in the end, 
people are shopping for a cup of coffee and there's a billion coffee houses, would they really want to pay like eight or nine dollars for a cup when they no. can get it like half as much down the street? Right. Especially when you find out that it, it's it's all going to uh, give a, an outrageous salary to people who's people who pour coffee for a living. Well, they got rid of the tipping system at the coffee shop, but they raised their wages so that they were making fifty grand a year, which you know I don't know how many hours they work, but that's way too much money to pour coffee. Yes, and they had hoped that they were going to set an example that people will pay higher prices in order to oh. give others a living wage. Whoops. That's what it was described as a stable living in, wage. In other words... Well, it worked for a little while, but maybe not. They Well, they have goodwill for a little while, but eventually, especially with inflation going up, people have less money to spend on luxury coffee. I mean, they, they thought they could repeal the laws of market economies. You can't. No, and the laws of competition. Yeah. Because if your competitor's not doing this, well, that's where folks are going to go. I, I, I mean, the whole economy is based on corporations trying to give the best product at the lowest price. That, that is the foundation of the entire economy. So, oh, you're so gonna, here's how it, here's how exact- it broke out. They were, they were now getting $27 an hour under this system, the 50 grand wages, mm-hmm. about 35 hours a week. Before the pandemic, they were getting $12 an hour. The value of pouring coffee is not $27 an hour. I, I, you know, people have a hard time understanding this, but when you got your social justice degree from the state college and you couldn't find real work, you ended up uh, pouring coffee for a living. But you still thought it was a social injustice to make $27 an hour or to make, you know, really you should make $8 an hour, right? So you think it's a social injustice. So it's like, well, I deserve $27. I deserve it. I mean, I'm working hard here pouring coffee. Doesn't oh, work that the, way. There's no the value com- in what you do. What the company said back in 2020 when one customer said, I'm not going to pay $7.50 for a mocha. Here's what the company said back. By saying that you wouldn't pay $7.50 for a mocha, you're effectively devaluing the coffee itself and the labor of the barista. You're saying that the barista doesn't deserve a quality of life that is subject to people tipping or not. Because the uh, other thing yes. they were pushing is we're getting rid of the tipping system. Yes, we are devaluing the work of the barista. And by the way, that's another word that ought to be banned. I know, what the F is fancy a barista? Word. Okay. I, is it Spanish or I forget? Waitress, waiter, coffee pourer, I... barista? Seriously? And people actually repeat that? I hear people talking about it. Well, the barista, what the hell are you talking about? You don't know coffee what that shops, is. Coffee shops, some of them have a more upscale clientele, so they wanted a more upscale word. Barista could be a, a foreign word for penis, and you would know it. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, no. It could, be careful. Could, yeah, no. People just do trendy stuff. It's like the barista. Stop. Twenty-seven dollars an hour. Sure, that business will work. Why? Why'd you stop at twenty-seven? Why didn't you make it thirty-seven? All right. When we return, we'll be talking to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. The latest in the attack on Paul Pelosi, the uh, husband of uh, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, the home in San Francisco, he was attacked. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. 
Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 